0: Well, um, we are in a series in the book of Proverbs, we've been talking about wisdom, and what we've said is that wisdom is knowing the right thing to do in the 80% of life situations where the moral rules don't directly apply. So there are a lot of moral rules, but uh, there are situations in life that the rules just don't address. So what do I do uh, you know, to know who to marry, or what job to take, or what words to say? Well, you need wisdom to know the answer to those questions. Someone also said that wisdom is godliness in street clothes. I love that. So it's the ability to apply the principles of the Bible to everyday life situations. That's wisdom. Wisdom is also skill in regard to the realities of life. I love that. Um, You may be skilled at a lot of things in life, a skilled basketball player, a skilled electrician, or a skilled uh, coach, but are you skilled at life? That's what it means to be wise. Now, today, uh, we're going to talk about wisdom as it relates to transition. And I want to talk about transition for several different reasons. First, because uh, our church is in a time of transition. If you don't know, um, I'm going to be leaving in about a month's time, and the church is about to embark on a transition. Uh, Next year is going to look very different to this year. And there's going to be a lot of change, a lot of challenges, a lot of opportunities in the future for Fellowship Bible Church. I also want to talk about transition because uh, not only are you guys in the midst of transition, but I'm in the midst of transition. I'm leaving to another state, another city, another church, another job. And so uh, my year is going to look very differently in 2021. There's a lot of unknowns in my future, a lot of opportunities, a lot of challenges, I also want to talk about transition because maybe you personally are here today and you're in the middle of a transition. Maybe you're starting a new job or starting a new marriage or starting a new venture in parenthood or starting a new life in light of a diagnosis or starting a new life without uh, your your spouse uh, with a divorce. There's a lot of you who may be in the middle of transition right now. So I want to talk about transition. Also, uh, I think it's important for all of us to think about transition because all of us face an unknown future. Whether uh, it's happening right now uh, or not, all of us, when we look into the future, don't know what's going to happen. And so here's the question I'm interested in asking today, and that is how do wise people face an unknown future? You know, as, as I was studying the book of Proverbs this week, I was thinking about transition in our church, and I, was, I wanted to ask the question what does the book of Proverbs say about transition? And specifically, how, to, how do wise people face an unknown future? This is a really important question because although transitions can be great and they can bring a lot of opportunity and a lot of joy and, and fun challenges, uh, they could also bring a lot of anxiety as well. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft said this, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest type of fear is fear of the unknown. And transition is when you look into the future and you just don't know what's gonna happen exactly. And it's important to know how to handle transition because you know, if you are filled with fear and anxiety about the future, you, that can paralyze you, uh, can keep you up at night, Uh, It it can cause you to do irrational things. We can act out of fear, and and none of that's good. And so uh, today we're going to look at how uh, wise people face the future with two different virtues. Okay, wise people hold two things together as they look into an unknown future. And so we're going to talk about what they are today. Let me give them to you right up front. So wise people face the future with a combination of number one, foresight, and number two, faith. Wise people move into the future with a mixture of foresight and faith, with planning and trusting God's providence. What does that look like? Well, first, let's look at how wise people approach the future with foresight. And again, there's so many Proverbs about this, um, but essentially, the book of Proverbs, uh, it talks about wisdom, and really, a synonym for wisdom is foresight. It's someone who's able to look into the future and make plans, uh, wise people plan for the future. They look ahead and they anticipate what is coming and they plan accordingly. And so here's a, a great proverb for this one. Uh, here's, we're gonna start off here. It says, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes to poverty. And so the, pover, the, the proverb says, the difference between abundance and poverty, the, the, the difference between success and failure, the difference between... Uh, A good life and a life that kind of goes nowhere so often comes down to diligent planning. The way to approach the future, says the Proverbs, is to plan for a desired outcome. So you don't don't look into the future and hope for the best. Boy, I hope things are gonna be okay. I'm just gonna wait and see what happens. No, wise person doesn't do that. It's not just a kind of let life happen to you and to kind of drift along throughout the life. No, a wise person is intentional and diligent and plans for the future. Most success in life happens because of diligent planning, whether that's fi- a financial abundance or relational abundance or even spiritual abundance. Good things come to those who plan for it. And so as Zig Ziglar says, he says, if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. Right? If, you're not, if you're not planning to do anything in life, chances you are you won't do anything in life. And so as wise people look into the future, they don't say, you know, I really hope I'm going to have a good marriage. No, they think about, what, what does it take for me to have a good marriage and how am I going to plan for that? They look into the future, they say, oh, I hope my kids, I hope my, they don't say, I hope my kids turn out well, boy, gee, that's, that would be great if they did. No, they plan for it. What do I need to do right now in order for my kids to turn out well? They don't look into the future and say, I hope God provides for my financial needs. I hope I make enough money. No, they plan for that. How do I make money? How do I provide for my needs? And then they act accordingly. Good things happen to those who plan, says the Proverbs. Now, what does it look like to plan? Well, planning uh, is uh, made up of three different things, according to the Proverbs. So planning starts with vision. And so uh, Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no vision, People cast off restraint, or where there is no vision, people perish. So planning begins with a vision. It begins with envisioning a preferred future. Where do you want to go in life? When you look at the end of of your life, how do you want to tell your story? When you're 80 or 90 years old, what do you want your life to have looked like? What do you want your finances to have looked like? What do you want your marriage to look like? What do you want your spiritual life to look like? Wise people begin with the vision. Where do I want to go? They have a target that they're aiming for. And they begin with the end in mind. And so uh, it begins with planning. Paul the Apostle did this. At one point, Paul says, "I, I I'm stretching forward and I'm reaching forward to lay hold of that for which God has laid hold of me. In other words, he's asking, why did God save me? Why did God redeem me? Why am I on this earth? Why am I here? And he gets a vision for that. And then he plans accordingly. So it begins with a vision. Uh, Planning also involves preparation. And so another proverb says this, prepare your work outside Get, get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that, build your house. This is talking about preparing before you embark on the journey. You're going to build a house. You've got to begin by preparing first. Um, I do a lot of work on my house, and I'm terrible at preparing. And so, for example, I was painting yesterday, and when I paint, I want to get it done. I want to be finished. I have a, a vision in mind of what I want it to look like, so I just go at it. The problem is, I don't put up that blue paint around the borders, and I don't lay out the tarps so the paint doesn't get on the floor, and I don't put all my tools out there beforehand, and so I run into problems, and it ends up looking a little bit less than what I planned for. So you gotta prepare beforehand. Uh, if you wanna be an architect, what do you need, how do you prepare for that? Is there school that you need to go to? What, do you need to get certain kind of grades? Uh, if you wanna be a preacher, do you go to seminary? I mean, what does that look like? You gotta, you gotta think beforehand and prepare for what it is you're you're shooting for. Uh, Planning also involves strategy. So here's a wonderful proverb about the ant and how the ant has a strategy. It says, go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in the harvest. The ant has wisdom and foresight to plan ahead and to do the hard work now that will bear fruit months from now. And yet, yet how often do we consciously or unconsciously refuse to look past the end of the day? No, if you're going to plan, you've got to strategize. If I want to get here in life, who do I need to talk to? What relationships do I need to have? Uh, What kind of shape do I need to to be in? What kind of studying do I need to do? You see, you've got to strategize if you're going to get anywhere in life. Well, you say, I'm not very good at planning. Well, here's one thing you can do. Find somebody who is... If you're a type B, you know, find a type A personality who's really good at planning. Make friends with them and ask them to help you. Because we all need to learn how to plan. Planning is what gets us into the future. Um, Planning is good stewardship of your resources. God wants you to use your life well. Uh, Planning helps you to do that. Uh, Planning also involves delayed gratification. We took... um, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University course. And uh, one thing Dave Ramsey said is he says, if you want to have a good financial future, you've got to delay your gratification. You've got to live like nobody else so that you can live like nobody else. You deny yourself certain pleasures now so that you could find yourself in a better place later. And again, planning uh, is needed for any good thing in life even to have a good spiritual life. You know, a lot of us want to, we want to be like Jesus and we want to be wise, but you've got to plan to be have a good spiritual life as well. If you're going to be like Jesus, you've got to make plans to be like Jesus. You've got to set certain habits in your life. Uh, you've got to spend your hours and days a certain way. You probably have to open up your Bible and get a reading plan. You may want to be godly, but the question is, are you planning to be godly? Because anything good in life, whether it's a marriage or parents or being like Jesus, everything takes strategy and foresight. Are you planning ahead? I've got a joke that I, ha- that I always tell my wife. It's a really bad joke, but I-, I always say, you know, Anita, it's not fair. It's not fair that our grass is brown and our neighbor's house is green. I wish we had bought a house that had green grass. And I know it's a dumb joke, but essentially what I'm saying is that it Actually, it's, a, it's, it's not that it's not fair. It's, if you want green grass, you've got to plan for it. You've got to plant seeds, you've got to water them, and you're going to reap the benefits of that planning. It's true with everything in life. The elders, in a few minutes, are going to get up and, and we're going to talk about plans that we've made for the transition. And they're doing that because this is what wise people do they don't hope for the best. They don't drift along and let the Lord lead, which sometimes can be another name for laziness. They've got a vision, and they're gonna show you how we're hoping to get there. But wise people not only approach the future with planning. Planning will uh, eliminate a lot of anxiety and stress, but you need something else. Wise people also approach the future with faith. Foresight is needed, but they also know that they've gotta have faith. Because as good as you are at planning, and some of you are really good at this, as good as you are and as smart as you are at strategizing and figuring out a way forward, as great as you are at envisioning a preferred future, uh, that is not enough if you're going to be wise. You've got to trust the Lord with your plans. Because as smart as you are, there are certain things that you simply cannot anticipate. Uh, there will be detours that you did not predict in life. Uh, there will be unexpected, tragic events that you just couldn't have planned for. You had no idea that they were coming. Financial disasters and, and, and health disasters and all sorts of things that you just d- did not plan for. There's one thing you can plan on is that things are not gonna go according to your plan. Just look at 2020. I mean, who could have planned for 2020? 2020. I mean, who could have predicted a global pandemic and an economic meltdown, an election like we've had, and, and everything else? Nobody could have planned for that. And so wise people know that, yes, you strategize, and yes, you envision, and yes, you prepare, and yet at the end of the day, you've got to trust the Lord. And, and Proverbs 27.1 says this. This is a wonderful proverb. Everybody should memorize it. I'm going to come up on the screen. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. You can plan you can plan for tomorrow you can strategize you can have a 5 year plan and a 10 year plan but do not boast about tomorrow because nobody knows what a day will bring the reason why you need to trust God is because you ultimately do not know the future can you look at your neighbor right now and say this very clearly you do not know the future you are very very smart but nobody knows the future and because of that, wise people not only plan, they trust in God's providence. Because God knows the future. Uh, there's a wonderful proverb that says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. This is talking about trusting ultimately in God's providence. God's providence is the idea that God, from moment to moment, is upholding, guiding, and caring for his creation by his almighty and ever-present power. It's the idea that, as the old song says, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. Your future is not ultimately in your hands. You can plan for it, but it's not ultimately in your hands. You've got to trust in God's providence. And this is why Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient as the day for its own trouble. Trust God with your tomorrow. Plan for it. But be humble enough to know that you cannot predict the future. And be wise enough to lay your life in the good providence of God. My dad is pretty wise. He's one of the wisest guys that I know. Dad, if you're watching, compliment to you. And my dad, whenever, I I go to my dad for wisdom when, when my life falls apart. When things, when I'm in some critical moment and I'm nervous and I don't know what to do, I'll go to my dad and my dad always has two main pieces of advice that he'll give me. If it's a financial disaster, he always says, Brent, don't worry, it's just money. Which I think is pretty wise. It's just money. But something else he says is, he says, Brent, don't worry. It's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. This is a theological statement. He's saying, Brent, I know things look crazy right now, and things didn't go according to plan, but guess what? Your life is in God's hands. God knows how to work it out. Wise people trust that good providence, or uh, We were walking with uh, my, my friend Faith Posey yesterday, the great theologian, Faith Posey, and she gave this great little piece of wisdom as we were walking. She said, Brent, I know that everything is gonna work out in the end. And right now, I'm living as if the end has already happened. She says, I know that in the end, God's gonna work everything out. I'm living right now as if everything's worked out trusting God is, is planning for the future but at the end of the day being able to trust God and rely on God and live in the tension when all of your plans fall apart because they will. Here's why faith is so important. Let me give you a few reasons. People that are able to trust God in addition to making their plans are able to be present in the moment. Some of you are never present in the moment. It's because you don't ultimately trust the Lord. And I'm one of these people. And sometimes my wife will say, Brent, we need you to come back now. You know, I'm all worried about the future and I'm thinking about what's going to happen next year and I'm trying to plan it out. I'm there living in the future. And she says, Brent, we need you here right now. And if you don't trust the Lord, you will never be present in the moment. And that's important because your loved ones need you to be present. Your wife needs you to be there, your children need you to be there. We need you to be here right now, and so trust God with what only God knows. Faith enables you to be present in the moment. Faith also enables you to be at peace in the tension. Are you able to be at peace even when things fall apart? Some of you are high strung and you're type A, and you just are not at peace until it's all worked out. But faith is the ability to be at peace even in the tension, even when you don't know how it's all going to work out. There's a story in the Old Testament of Joseph, and uh, he was a man with incredible foresight. Uh, in, In Egypt, it was his foresight that enabled him to prepare for the years of famine. That was just one of his gifts. He was a planner. And at the beginning of his life, he had a vision for his future, he had a dream about how he was going to be a ruler, how it was all going to work out. And I imagine Joseph probably began planning right after he had that dream. But things didn't work out according to his plan, did they? He was sold into slavery, he found himself in prison, and yet Joseph had the remarkable ability to be at peace even in the chaos. And at the end of his life, he was able to look back and say, I know that you, you, my brothers, meant all of this for evil, but God meant it for good. Wise people know that God has a good plan, and they trust their life into that plan. Here's a few Proverbs that show that. There's one Proverb that says, uh, many are the plans of the, in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. You make your plans, but at the end of the day, you know that God's purpose is gonna, is gonna stand. Proverbs twenty-one thirty-one says, the horse is made ready for the day of battle. Good, you prepare for the day of battle, get that horse ready, but always know the victory belongs to the Lord, even when things don't look good. The victory belongs to the Lord. You need to trust the Lord also to feel hopeful about your future. Uh, when, when you think into the future, Uh, you will not really approach the unknown with confidence and joy and hopefulness unless you know that God has has a good plan for it. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah is telling us that God's got a plan and that it's good. And in your life right now, no matter what it looks like, no matter how it looks like things are not going to work out, no, no matter how chaotic it may be, no matter what sort of detour you're on or how your plans have completely fallen apart, the wise person knows Jeremiah 29, 11. God's got a future for you. And it's good. And it's hopeful. And it's not evil. They know that God is going to take care of them and that things are going to work out. So, how do wise people approach a transition? How do wise people approach an unknown future? With two things. Foresight, you got to plan for it. And with faith. Planning and providence. you got to keep those things together if you're a wise person. If you're going to really move into the future um, in a way that is, that's going to lead you in a good direction. Let me ask you this morning uh, some of you are really good at planning, and some of you are really good at trusting. And maybe you're here today, and what God is really challenging you to is you need to start making some plans. Stop drifting in life, get a vision for your life, make some strategy, get, prepare yourself, talk to somebody who can help you. Maybe you need to plan. Or maybe you're here and you're such a planner and you're type A, you got all your ducks in a row and you need to learn how to not freak out when things fall apart. You gotta learn how to trust. You need to be wise in other words. Foresight and faith, planning and providence. Now, the the elders are gonna come up uh, here on the stage in just a couple minutes and uh, we are gonna lay out some plans for the future. We've got a vision for how we are planning uh, for the transition and how to find a new pastor. And we're gonna try to lay out those as best we can for you. We're also gonna challenge you into a place of trust and faith. God has a good plan. Plans for a future and a hope. And so we're gonna ask you to be confident, joyful, optimistic about what God might have planned. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for uh, this this teaching here about um, wisdom, planning, providence. And I pray, God, that you'd help us to be wise people. I pray that as we lay out the plans for our church here this morning, or even wherever we are personally, God, that you would enable us, God, to trust you, to lay our lives in your hand, to believe that you are good. And God, I pray that you would lead us into the future. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.